Hello, folks. This is Mr. Stephen J. Howie coming at you live, recorded for another episode of what is your favorite podcast of all things Star Wars. This week we have Hamill, Hamill, and more Hamill, along with some Rogue One news. Well, let's just fly casual. Nope, that's not going to work, guys. You got to bear with me. Get ready to wrinkle! That we'll have to do for now. All right, so um, I don't know how Corey operates this soundboard. Okay. Um, because there's a lot of the problem. There's a lot of tapping and double tapping and wait, 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 wait. Where's 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 Corey? Well, I I showed up and he he he's apparently dead up in his bed. Oh, he's dead in the bed. Really? Yeah, it's quite it's interesting. An yeah, I think uh, you know I I think he might uh, might be gurgling a couple times, but uh, he might have it's he not, didn't sound like uh, dinner sat with him. Too no, much. and apparently he has the scabies now. He's got the scabies. Yeah, so that's... Apparently he gave that to Garrick's daughter yeah. in Indianapolis. Yeah, literally like an hour later. Yeah, it's like digital flu. Oh, man. little kid sick. <laughs> Come on, man. I can't believe him. I cannot believe him. You know, you would think we'd be past the flu season. You would think we'd be past that. Yeah, no, it's still cold uh, over here. It's April. No, I was going to say, yeah, it's April, but uh, yeah, I think one of our uh, <laughs> suburbs around Fort Wayne and Quoty Fingers got six inches or something, I heard. So. Yeah, we're yeah. getting snow. We're getting yeah. all kinds of crap, and it's April. It's April. Mm -hmm. I guess it's Word. April. April in the Midwest. What do you expect? <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, intros of people. <gasps> Oh yeah, right. um, yeah. That's next. Corey's week, not here. It? Everybody's remote. We are remote tonight. Yeah. I did not want to go over there and expose myself to I the god awful plague that is. Or <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, the Wilson household. Tonight. Yeah. Well, I I braved it because well, we would not podcast had I not came over. Um, because I don't have a setup at my my house, so. That'd have been fun. I'd make Garrett yeah. do it. Well, Garrett good could luck, do it. Buddy. Yeah. So I'm here. Uh, I have not seen him. Like I said, maybe a gurgle or two. But uh, so I guess Mike Archibald is here in not in the house. Yes, I am not in the house tonight. I am <laughs> calling from the secret bunker at <laughs> the secret location. <laughs> yes. Undisclosed. Uh, undisclosed. Yes. Undisclosed. Un yes. un in, in undisclosed. <laughs> Uninteresting and in undisclosed. Yes. Uh, yeah well <laughs> then we have that guy over there across the pond down a few mr not jay garrick of hardy's that's me house hardy <laughs> <laughs> we eat cheese or something. um wow. wait is that, is that a good house motto do they eat cheese in canada <laughs> yeah dude poutine uh, all cheese right curds, baby right cheese curds and gravy yeah that's our secondary motto that no that's our <laughs> Our house press is uh, just poutine on <laughs> a field of bread. I respect that. <laughs> well, House Archbold, we are not the we are not the our symbol is not the flayed man; it is the flayed fish. 
<laughs> Fla- the filet of fish. Yeah, filet of fish. That's right. Just a, just a square patty. Square patty. <laughs> half a slice With of cheese, half a on, cheese it. on it. Yeah. <laughs> Grease dripping off the side. Yeah. A little tartar sauce. Mm-hmm. Or, Make it all go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go down. Is is that accurate? I don't know. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we had a good conversation about uh, McDonald's a couple weeks ago about their uh, nice little mobile app. I used it a couple times yeah. this this last yeah, co- week or so. I and I really like it a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't like it as much today. It still has its bugs. Overall, I like it a mm. lot, but uh, today, yeah, I I went during the lunch hour and that was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> After about fifteen minutes of waiting in my car, I went inside and they're like, "We never got it, man." Oh, whatever. So, but yes, most of the time, I would say probably eighty percent of the time, it works great, and they have have deals that you can't actually get yeah like <gasps> secret menu uh, outside, yeah the secret, secret menu. menu can i get poutine outside. yep po- mcdonald's poutine <laughs> wow that sounds disgusting it's the mcdp that would that's instant diarrhea right there <laughs> <laughs> i would i would not go anywhere near mcdonald's poutine <laughs> if they had that um well uh i don't know mike are you ready for some news because i think we're about time for some news well boys yes i am in the news listening i'm excited about how much mark Mark hamill Hamill. and a little bit more mark hamill yes i'm excited about that uh, he was an active active little boy this week had an interview with uh, sci-fi.com and uh, this week talked a little bit about uh, sci-fi he did yeah i was talking still kind of doing the i guess um i still see they're doing the y's in there instead of the eyes yeah still, still doing that huh yeah they're, they're they're sticking with it man they're, hey. <laughs> they're not, not switching back so i think that is the brand now but mm. uh, sci-fi this week uh, caught up with hamill and he's on his press junket promoting the DVD release, digital release of uh, the last Guardians Jedi. of the Galaxy three. <laughs> well, no, well, oh. yeah, I, I guess pre <laughs> pre promoting, <laughs> right? Hopefully he's gonna be in that. But, he's uh, gonna be the new Stan Lee. He's gonna be in every Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be he awesome. Be. Yeah, yeah. What, he did do him in the last shot. Okay, I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, he's in every sorry, movie. He so just disappears sorry. at the end, yeah. like his scene. He's like. <laughs> Floats into the wind like a Jedi. Yeah, that'll be his uh, (laughs) shtick from now on. So uh, Hamill was talking a little bit about um, his experience with The Last Jedi, and and actually the discussion kind of went toward um, George Lucas and his original um, take on the sequel trilogy. And um, apparently uh, Hamill... um, has got some firsthand knowledge because I guess uh, Lucas at one point had sat him down and chatted a little bit about it. So he's got an idea in his head where George was going to take this had he been in the uh, driver's seat. And of course, famously, um, Lucas's ideas after he had sold the company to Disney, um, they were like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And uh, <laughs> that was the end of that. Oh, poor that Lucas. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much the end of the relationship. But, uh, <laughs> Um, but Hamill, he didn't get into details too much, but he did say that 
um, that, yeah, he had, you know, an o- overarching story. Um, it would have included um, Luke, Leia, and Han. As you might recall, the, the push to get them, uh, to get uh, Hamill, Fisher, and um, Ford back into the fray um, was started by Lucas. And uh, um, so, you know, they had sat down and talked a little bit about it. But, uh, um, again, he was just... It was interesting to me. It's interesting to me the things that he says in these interviews now. We're getting a little bit further away from it, and I think he's getting a little more candid. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, what's he got to lose, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, at this point, he's not involved no more. So, um, you know, I, I actually I appreciate that about him because usually you have to wait a few years. You know, sometimes like it seems like five years or, you know, get some distance between you and, and the movie before people involved in them actually start kind of opening up and, and yeah. getting more information <laughs> yeah. and uh, things aren't as awesome as we said they were <laughs> cycle time is real short nowadays well the, the interesting <laughs> thing about this article was that he just was i don't want to say adamant but just was really pushing the idea that Jar- george had this overarching story which is interesting to me given you know kind of new revelations about the force awakens and and the last jedi and jj and ryan johnson where you know we thought Initially, you know, that there were, you know, these big planning meetings, you know, and JJ and, you know, uh, Johnson were, you know, in, you know, behind closed doors and, you know, laying out this, you know, beautiful, wonderful new story. And, you know, we've sadly come to find out that, yeah, no, not, not so much. It's yeah. Just, this is my movie and that's your movie. And <laughs> <laughs> if they did, they sure didn't people. hold to it. Yeah. 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 Not so much. Actually, the, the stuff I've been reading lately about, because Johnson's been in the news here lately too. Um, yeah, pretty much not at all. He was, <laughs> I, I, the latest one I read, you know, Johnson was basically saying that, uh, yeah, I, you know, I was writing the movie before force awakens was even filmed. So mm. I, I'd pop in once in a while and, you know, say, Hey, I want to do this. That cool. And then, I, you know, come to, so, I mean, in terms of these overarching stories and continuity and all that, it's just not there. Yeah. It's um, pretty sad. Matter of fact, and I'm kind of, kind of jumping the shark on this because uh we're going to talk about johnson here in a minute but um basically in, in an article that we'll talk here about here in, in a minute you know johnson was saying that yeah that's that's his movie and last jedi is my movie and uh, which is just sad to me because it's it's like these are saga movies man these yeah. need to be there has to be a little more <laughs> thought given to yeah you know what you're gonna do one to the next and they have the I same characters in them right Right. You have the same characters. What do you want? <laughs> uh, ish. That's going to be another thing coming up here in a minute, too, when we talk about. But I digress. Let's go back to Hamill. So, uh, Hamill, again, <laughs> Please. Like said, very Wait. active this week. And, I'll uh, always go and, back to Hamill. Have you guys, I've been hearing this chatter on the web, okay, the past couple Uh-oh. of weeks. People have been tweaking on it? Um, they have been tweaking about Carrie Fisher. And now that she's passed, you know, and that Johnson has famously kept her alive <laughs> yes given yeah thanks a lot ryan and uh so you know now it becomes the problem of what do we do what is the princess leia's treatment in episode nine right yeah so, good question yeah very good question so there's been a lot of chatter lately to the point where <laughs> one of my friends was texting me this week a uh, friend of the show toby actually and uh actually was convinced that they're gonna they're gonna try to cast someone else in the role of Princess Leia for Epcot. No. <laughs> Which is no. just... Stop. 
Well, you know, okay, wait. There's the, a big, the, There's a lot of chatter about that. The the to me, I would think the most the easiest thing that they could have done was like change the last Jedi and have right. Carrie Fisher or have uh, Princess Leia bite it in the last Jedi <laughs> and then continue on with Luke. You know, you would think that, okay, well, we're put in this position. Let's just go ahead and do that. Cause that's going to be the most smooth. That would make the most sense, Howie, but, but no, like let's, let's said, go ahead and right? just kill off Luke and keep princess Leia, but no, let's take it a step further and right. let's have someone else completely different. Play, yeah, play I that. I you talked about this, and actually, this this idea was brought up to, to Mark Hamill, um, and he, I don't know, I he went with it to his credit, and, and he's like, I just don't understand how you do that, though. You know, I, I you know, Carrie is so, and I mean, ingrained in that character. Yeah, I mean, well, Carrie is Princess Leia. And Princess Leia is Carrie. Yeah, you know? well, they like, said I, they weren't going to CGI her in. So right, well, <laughs> keep into that. I, well, and I think that they've they've kind of pushed themselves into. a corner with that with saying that i don't think that they should have done that to me that seemed like a and they still might not i mean there still might be they might change their mind on that thing you know that whole thing so yeah remember even though they said they weren't going to do that remember carrie fisher's estate you know um has given their blessing to do that if they so choose right and uh they still may choose uh to do that one thing's changed now that jj's at the helm again so when they said that he wasn't going to be doing the third movie, right? Uh, the, yeah. At that point it was still Trevor. So yes, you're right. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> the up and down crazy world that is the star Wars saga right now. Yeah. JJ can come is in crazy. And just everything Man. Head. So I, I gotta be honest. If, if they're going to put her in this boot, well, first off, actually Toby and I were talking about this. My preferred treatment, and I think Toby's preferred treatment, is write her out. You know, she's just not in the film. You just you put her in the opening crawl, and that's it. That would be mm-hmm. the preferred way to go. I, 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 my preferred preferred way to go would have been to have her just die in Last Jedi, but obviously, mm-hmm. uh, no. We're gonna we're gonna have her almost die, and then yeah, come back to well, life. Yeah, yeah. See that that's what got like that was a good death. I mean. Yeah, oh. it would have been a good death because well, Kylo has thought, that. I mean, everybody now. thought that was coming. So when you see her get sucked out, you know, at that point. Yeah, I was holding my like, breath. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Wow. Just you think know, of the weight dramatic. of the impact that that would have on Kylo. Yeah. You know, he he could have right. taken the shot, but because he hesitated, the dude next to him did it, yep. and now he has to live with that. And he's like, oh right. no. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been huge, but oh, I I but I know exactly what it was, and it, it this goes back to the, I don't know the. <laughs> match that I'm, you know, describing between Johnson <laughs> and AJ. And J- basically, Brian Johnson felt like, I wrote this movie, and I wrote this great scene at the end of them when his eyes, this great scene at the end of the movie where S- Spirit Luke and, and his sister meet, and they have their moment, and I ain't changing it. So, you know, that, to me, that's sad that that, that couldn't be changed, because that would have been the easy fix, I feel like. You know, um, just have her die there, you know, or even... Some friends and I were discussing. You could have had, you know, Carrie Fisher replace Holdo and be the one to, you know, take the take the capital ship, you know, into hyperspace through the through the um, first order fleet. Oh yeah, that would make sense. She could have, yeah, she could have been the one to do the sacrifice. And Luke and her could still meet up at the end as spirit ghosts. That's right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't know. Be like just, the end of Jedi, and they're just standing over on the side, like nodding. Yeah, or, yeah right. <laughs> Something. Yeah, I don't know. they could Roger Rabbit her, do a little cartoon <laughs> version. <laughs> Make her look like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. She's like, Princess Leia's had some work done. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what? I guess we'll see what happens. What? What control do we have? Right. Yeah. None. None. So, but uh, Hamill also this week <laughs> was talking. Wait, more, uh, more Hamill, more stuff, more Hamill. Never baby. get more, enough Hamill. I agree. All, all Hamill all day. So, Hamill cast. That's what we are. <laughs> uh, also this week uh, was talking about again in light of the release of the DVD. Uh, the question was posed about, and this is something we've talked about in this cast even from early on many times. Um, the uh, idea of too much Star Wars is it going to burn people out? And uh, Hamill was pretty question. candid there too, and he was like, "Yeah, you know what? I I think it's too much. You know, he thinks that this pace that they're on with, you know, releasing a movie every year and and all that stuff. I mean, he just went back to the fact that there was you know three years between the original trilogy and and even the prequels, and it gave time, you know." to ferment and, and for the excitement to build between. And uh, I mean, geez, I mean, we're, it's funny that he's saying this now because of course we're in a period where we're going to be what, five months between <laughs> the release of, of uh, the last Jedi and, and the new solo movie. Oh, I mean, yeah. we've never had one. Re- I mean, oh, that's man, crazy. Yeah. that fast. I mean, it's just, it's insane. It, crazy. it still hasn't hit me yet that we're, what less next than month. two months away? Next month, bye. No, nope, yeah. buddy. Next month. I next said, month, yeah, le- it's at the end of May, Mike. And I said <laughs> less than two months. Maybe a so. Month I was I was accurate. There we go. <laughs> Basically tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. It's tomorrow, guys. <laughs> go get your tickets. But, uh, <laughs> I hear they're going to show up at the Cannes yeah. Film Festival like a week earlier or something. You guys see that? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, that they've announced that. Yeah, he is going. I guess. So I guess if we get to Cannes. Somehow, mm, yeah, you can see it in a month. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Book, book the trip. Let's yep. talk to the. <laughs> How we get your credit card out? Get our tickets. Yep. Get her going. Uh, France, done. Bought it. Travel. Call travel department. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need to talk <laughs> with the finance <laughs> person. Yeah, right. we can write it off. That's All right. Expense. Yeah. Totes but goes. Yeah. But wait, don't you write that off against income? Wait. Yeah, I just write it off. You write it off and it goes away. Just that goes works. away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your money goes away. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Goes, goes no, you don't have to pay for it if you write it off. <laughs> I want I you to explain to... this to me, Garrick. Explain this to me I in just detail. Did. You write it off and you don't have to pay for it. Oh. <laughs> oh, so when you show up, when you show up to the uh, airport, you say, "I'm writing this off," and they're like, "Okay," yep. and they just okay, let you in. Ticket, sir. <laughs> I wish no, that's how it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that sounds so wonderful. Okay, so this idea of too much stars, again, we've touched on this before. I mean, any thoughts on this? I mean, I, I, I feel the same way. I just feel like that this isn't sustainable. Well, the uh, one the one nice thing is we got since we're gonna have Han solo coming out or solo. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have a year and a half. There's gonna be a year and a half, which I think that's okay. But yeah, there's not even any T V shows planned in that time frame yet. Yet. Yeah. So yeah, who knows what we're going to have in between there if we're going to have anything comics, books and comics and yeah and i'm okay with you know that kind of span but yeah what yeah, we've sure. had and what they are talking about doing is just insane 
Well, yeah. I mean, we've got announcements that, you know, the Game of Thrones guys and supposedly Ryan Johnson's getting a trilogy. And then we got Star Wars TV with. We've got like two um, decades worth of stuff. Seriously. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe there's a Could lot be of two stuff years. planned, but. Should be two decades. <laughs> Should be. Yeah, I just, I just feel like, you know, I, I agree with that idea that, you know, one of the things that Lucas did right was, you know, when, when the time was right, I mean, he just reeled things back in, you know, he kept toys out there in the market and whatnot and yeah. you know, kept Some the, of the best toys came interested. Out yeah. Between the, uh, the, the flicks. Right. Yeah. Between. Yeah. The time between the original saga and the prequels. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But, I felt um, like that was a little too long. Uh, it could have been shortened up a little bit. But yeah, I, I think there's a huge benefit that just getting that excitement back and you're like, oh my goodness, there's a Star oh, Wars yeah. movie coming well, out shoot, in three years. I remember, I mean, in the I, I was in college in the 90s when they announced the, the special editions. And I mean, I just remember the excitement just at that, you know, I mean, going to see those movies again. Oh, in the yeah, theater, that was so awesome. Know? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, until just, until Greedo shot first and then I died. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it kind of fell apart, but yeah. you know, the but you, you have to admit, and even, even F1, man, I mean, the excitement building up to that. I mean, I know people have mixed feelings about it now and in, in retrospect, but at the time, I mean, there was, it was just an electric time to be a Star oh, Wars geez. fan because I mean, you, you know, couldn't get tickets. There was no, no tickets. Right. I remember having to uh, get my friend who happened to accidentally get tickets somehow and that's the only way you can get in if you knew somebody who had tickets. There's no way you could buy them. Right. This is yeah. before Fandango, right? Yeah. So, I, oh yeah. I would. Yeah, I'd prefer if they would have made the like this the saga trilogy here. Uh, if they'd have made it every three years, and actually took time to write the story. Right. Because I think that's for me um, yeah. more than I mean, just I, having just having the the excitement build up and and having the the time in between uh that gives them time to make a a much better story and and make it flow and feel you know right i, yeah, I agree 100 percent. but unfortunately i feel like the the art is put aside for the business absolutely you know, anymore and it's my the biggest fear is how to run the show my biggest fear is this is going to become michael bay films i don't i don't know if that's going to happen but yeah. If they keep pumping them out, that's what it's going to be. Agree. They, they I mean, rely on the spectacle rather than a story driven. Yeah. Uh, and movie. there's no, what, what's out there that is uh, saturating the market that people love. Marvel. Yeah. Right now. Marvel. But I mean, those are yeah. different stories. I mean, those are different characters. Yeah. So that what Marvel does. Is, okay. It's in the same universe, but each movie is a different almost a different genre i mean they have superheroes yeah. oh they're amazing like you have the heist you know you have the, you have the mm-hmm. the overall arcing you have the small time and big time it's it's awesome what they're doing just tackling the same a same yeah, if they, well you know what, what's, what's disappointing i guess is i that's kind of what i believe believed that we were you know the arrow that we were entering was that kind of you know mcu type of universe for star yeah. wars and i think rogue one did rogue one did it really well i think they had the small time, you know, rebels, but they ended yeah. up being a well, huge part of the see, story. But see, the, the the problem I think is that these saga movies are just they're just so disjointed. I mean, they 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 are suffering from a lack of unified vision. Yeah, you know, and, honestly, that's a really that's that's the biggest problem. If if they came out with solid stories and compelling stories, and and then I wouldn't feel like oh, there's saturation. Would that even be an issue? 
No, it's not because Marvel's all over the place. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like you, get, you get good like stories. It doesn't matter how much they throw Seriously, at you. If they're I, good, I just, then you you consume them. I mean, it's great because they had this overarching idea, and they pretty much kept with it. And all the movies tie into each other, even though yes, they're very, one for you know each of the individual you know hero movies are just you know you that's where you can kind of explore and get you know different genre movies. But you know the big and, and epics you, are safe for. You know, for the uh, the Avenger movies. You yeah. Know? I mean, well, and you don't have great. to if if there's certain you know certain uh, superheroes that you don't particularly care about, you don't have to go. You don't feel compelled to go out Amen. and see those yep. movies. And you know what? The, yeah. the great thing is, is that you can go to an Avenger movie and you don't have to have seen, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Thor or you know the Hulk or whatever to still be immersed in. Yeah, I didn't know, see Ant Man, and I I enjoyed his character in uh, 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 whatever the movie was called that he was in civil war civil war yeah thank you i enjoyed his character immensely and i didn't have to see the movie right yeah seriously yeah. i mean they've yeah. just they've got it going on but yeah star I, wars just, needs to go the route of marvel not dc i think amen <laughs> amen brother <laughs> but i just but i mean even but marvel had you know had those guys that like, had the kevin feige character or you know guy behind the scenes that's that's you know headlining all of that that continuity and, and keeping the stories unified. Star Wars doesn't have that. We were told we were going to get that. We were told there was going to be people behind the scenes caring about that stuff. And so far, the only people that seem to be caring about it are the people doing comics and, <laughs> and cartoons. It's and crazy how uh, well those, those interact with each other. Like they, it is. Like, They're awesome. It's insane. So well done. And then you get they the movies. Are. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, for example, the Rebel series just wrapped, and but we're still getting a healthy dose of it in comics right now. Yeah, and I mean, Tarkin, <laughs> the Tarkin. Tarkin novel, or not the Tarkin novel, the Thrawn novel. Sure, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. So, um, Ryan Johnson in the news this week, boys. Oh boy, I had a couple of big. Uh, oh, no, favorite no, no. I want Mike. Johnson. I want you to control control yourself <laughs> when you talk okay. about when you talk I'll about this. Paper bag ready? Yeah, get a, don't, get a paper I bag. Hate, <laughs> I don't hate Ryan Johnson. I don't. I think that he made a very interesting movie, and it was a gorgeously shot movie. Unfortunately, and that th- this goes higher wow. up the ladder. I really, in Mike's terms matured. of, <laughs> in terms of my dislike of, of the last Jedi and all that stuff. I really don't hang that on Ryan Johnson. To me, that's a Kathleen Kennedy thing. I got to be honest. She's the one that's at the top of, I mean, you know, the buck stops with her. I mean, mm, she's yeah. in the Lucasfilm and you know, I mean, the, 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 she allowed it to be made the movies, way it was. Yeah. The fact that these movies are as disjointed as they are. And the fact that Johnson was allowed to come in and just basically undo everything that JJ did is that rests with her. It doesn't rest with, with Johnson. I mean, Johnson just made the movie he wanted to make and he wasn't given any restrictions and he did what he wanted to do. So, I mean, I can't fault him for that. I can fault him for some of the decisions that were made that I don't particularly care for, but you know, the, well, the overall, you have someone step in that like a Kathleen Kennedy and say, let's think about this a different way and spin it a different way. I mean, cause they had the story. Well, sorted out before they shot any you know mm-hmm. shot anything they they, right. they they had the story in their hands they knew yeah, it. i was gonna say yeah she knew what was happening i mean she she had to have read the script she had to have you know read you know the the outlines and things that he was working on while they were you know filming the force awakens you know either yep. that or she just she had him but just didn't pay attention i don't know i have no yeah. idea but 
I mean, by all accounts. Maybe it's one of those things that reads well, but when it's put into like a a visual visual, uh, content, it doesn't look the way you visualized it in your head when you read it. There's a lot of stuff like that. That could be, but you know what? I, I just, I feel like most of what Johnson did, he was on the right track. Again, I, I'm not one of those people that hate him for making the decision of, you know, you know, killing off Luke or that he was a recluse and all that stuff. It's not about that's the direction because I the direction was interesting to me. It was the execution. You know, it was how it was just done in the movie, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, wrap all of that in just extremely, extremely bad humor. And it's just like, ugh. You know, yeah, anyway, yeah. So, and and you uh, might be right, Garrick. You know, they read the story and and it's like, okay, this sounds great. And then, you know, when yeah, it came to like, the oh, execution of it, then the way. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> sounds better on paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, anyway, Ryan Johnson this week again had a couple of big features. He was featured in the LA Times, and the LA Times article was uh, interviewing him, and he focused mainly on the release of the uh of the dvd and they talked a lot about the uh behind the scenes behind the scenes documentary um which has anybody watched that yet any of you nope, guys i have not what Crickets. what now there's a documentary <laughs> there is a documentary my friend is it on the blu-ray it is on the blu-ray yeah, i should probably pick that up at some point <laughs> i've got mine but uh, i haven't even watched it all the way through one i got about three oh, quarters no. way done and like, yeah, the I, only way these people are going to learn is if we don't spend our money. Yeah, I know, man, but it's I think that's where they got me, man. Because as much as I didn't like that movie, see, Corey's better than I am at this because he hasn't bought this thing yet. Do you guys intend to buy it or have you bought it? Or I thought about buying it, but the more time goes on, the more I'm like, I really? don't want to yeah. give him any my money, any more of right, my money. Twenty five dollars. That's a lot <laughs> yeah, of money. Oh, yeah. That's a black series figure right there. Yeah, I'd rather buy a black series figure. (laughs) But see, I'm one of those dorks that's a completist, so I had to have it. No, I get you. I I get that. I totally agree. I totally, but I I have patience. But seriously, dude. It's not one of those things that's going to go away. Seriously, like, if if I have a choice to sit down and kind of think in my head, okay, what do I want to pop in? I mean, literally, Last Jedi is like the last thing on my list. I would rather watch F2. I would rather watch Attack of the Clones. Ew. Seriously, I, that's where I'm at. So, I mean, yeah, I and I'm that. usually, I'm I, anybody that knows me, it knows I'm a nerd for the behind the scenes stuff too. So this documentary on the surface seems like it should be really interesting, but I just, I have no interest in it, man. <laughs> I, I really don't. And apparently it was this big thing where they followed him around the whole time and all this stuff. But I was reading this article and, and one thing stuck out to me. So if you want to watch these behind the scene things and, and uh, get into the deleted scenes and whatnot. They were talking about one of the things that he was so, he was very talking very passionately about this scene that got deleted because he was just like, oh, this was the bee's knees. And it was just, it was just unfortunate. We just, you know, we had to get it out to just flow well, whatever. Um, the scene he was talking about was apparently, you know, the caretakers, the nuns on. Octu. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, apparently there are some male counterparts to the nuns that we don't, don't know anything about. And apparently there was supposed to be a big dance scene with <laughs> with the little midgets. Yes. And he <sighs> he just was so upset that he couldn't include that, but he was so grateful that they could put it in the <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, boy. That sounds amazing. So, 
That would have that would have made the movie for me, I think. <laughs> what did he say here? He said something about having his own yub yub. Yeah, <laughs> yub little, yub. You know. But he had the wow. second. He didn't have the third movie. Get some stormtrooper helmets, uh, play some drums. And yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So yeah, if you're if you really enjoyed the Last Jedi and you want to check that out, you can go enjoy. <laughs> The dance scene that was cut from the movie. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm right going to go. Right now. I need yeah, to find out how I'm going to watch this. Yeah, how, how am I going to watch this without spending any money? That's what I need to figure out right now. I'll give, <laughs> you, my, I'll give you my codes. If you guys won't buy the movie, I'll let you borrow mine. <laughs> oh, thank you. Wait, is that legal? <laughs> Are we allowed to share movies we'll and things? Figure it out, my man. <laughs> I have to pay some sort of tax or something. Right. Yeah. But you can write oh. it off. You can write it off. <laughs> it's like free. Yeah. When you write it off, it's like free. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yep. I should know. <laughs> Ryan Johnson also did an uh, exclusive interview with Flickering Myth this week. And uh, the, uh, the title miffed me a little bit. It says exclusive interview Ryan Johnson on the reaction to The Last Jedi. Delicious fanboy tears mm. in his new Star Wars trilogy. So I don't know. I. <laughs> kind of delicious fanboy tears huh? yeah mm. right so he, i think he's kind of hardening up a little bit now to a lot of the criticism good, of the film and well yes and no um mm. I, I just i feel like um he should have been he should have been not sucked into having to respond to everything from the top I, I we've talked about this before that we felt like you know george lucas with his prequels and and jj even with the Force Awakens, but even more so, you know, Ryan Johnson just got sucked into, you know, all the Twitter chatter and felt like he had to defend himself, you know, and now he's getting to the point where he's just like kind of, and he even in this article talks, some of says some of the lines that we said he should have been saying from the beginning that, you know, oh, you know, I love it that the fans are that engaged. And, you know, so he, he has said some things in here, which he probably should have been saying from the beginning, but this, this attack on fanboys and, and all that stuff. I, and actually, I, I got to be fair to him. It really wasn't um, it wasn't scripted that way from his mouth. It was the question that was asked to him used that term, the you know, the whole fanboy tears thing. So but he kind of went with it. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, it irks me a little bit because I feel like, you know, this franchise is alive because of I mean, OK, let's put it this way. The kids are going to see the movie, aren't spending the money. Who's spending the money? guys like us <laughs> that are taking our kids, you know what I mean? And uh, it's like, well, okay, you know, I, I get the idea of you need to appeal to the new generation and, and things like that. And you got to move the story forward. I get those things, but um, I don't know, bagging and ragging on, you know, the people that are basically funding <laughs> all of this doesn't seem like a, a particularly good idea, no. especially in light of the divisiveness of this movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I agree. It's, but we're also, I, I keep saying it and I know you guys, uh, you know, don't necessarily agree with me, but I think we are, I include myself in it. Um, you know, we grew up with it. We have our certain expectations and our ideas and we have the nostalgia of, of star Wars in our lives. And, and we, we can get pretty fickle as a group. Uh, and some of it's justified and some of it's, it's not, but, um, so I, I think I can kind of understand what, you know, he, where he might be coming from, but I still, I mean, ultimately I, I agree with you, Mike, it's, you know, you, we are the ones who are, you know, 
paying for this, helping, you know, establish your career on a, or, or not on, on this. And, you know, you kind of, you kind of need to at least say nice things. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he can be, polit- I mean, he should have been politic from the beginning again, you know, knowing that he has nobody to answer to that. The fact that he's made, a, you know, this movie's made all the money, you know, that they could possibly have hoped for. Well, I don't know. There's some debate about that, but, but still, yeah, it's, it just feels like, you know, just, you know, let, let, let things kind of go, man. And just Are they paying him for so. these interviews or is he doing these for free? Um, it I, seems I think like he shouldn't do these unless you're getting, well, paid, most right? of the time it's, it's just in your contract as when he signs up to be the directors, you have to, uh, you have to do yeah. so many things. I don't I mean, know if this is or not, you, but that's why you saw Harrison Ford out doing his thing too. And now that he's no longer contractually obligated, he's back to be a <laughs> miserly old man. Yeah. <laughs> Flying well, around, crashing into stuff. And that's yeah. why you'll see, sometimes you'll see Mark Hamill be very candid and, and be not so candid. If he's doing something he's contractually obligated to do, <laughs> yeah. he's going to be a little, a little more this favorable. Is contract mark? This is off contract Mark. <laughs> totally different Marks. Yes. Yep. So, yeah. So anyway, there was a couple of interesting things in here. It made some remarks uh, about, uh, you know, they were talking about the expectation with Luke and, you know, why, you know, some people felt like it was off the mark. And, you know, his feeling um, was that, you know, well, I, you know, I tried to look at this, you know, from the perspective of, you know, Luke is age 30 years. So he is not the same Luke that we saw in Return of the Jedi. And no, he's not. I, I, I totally agree with that. I, I And again, I think I've said, you know, his direction where he was going with the character, I feel like was fine. It was just getting from A to B that just kind of missed the mark on, you know, on, on, well, too many points for me, but, you know, but this idea that, you know, that it was, you know, 20 year old, you know, Luke is not the same as, you know, 50 some odd or 60 year old. Luke. Well, so, I still would have preferred to see badass Luke. I still no, would have prefer, yeah. preferred oh, to I see know. that. I, yeah. f- for, and that's a personal thing. Like, oh, yeah, I would have loved to see Luke come out and kick some ass and, 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 oh. in a in a, um, a much more uh, what I don't even know the term I want to use, because, I mean, he did do some pretty freaking cool stuff when he force projected himself. But yeah, but, I, you know, I, something that was more was, impactful was, than that. Impact, yeah, the impact was reduced by the fact that it was just a Jedi ghost. It wasn't yeah, a real it wasn't a real physical being. And that's, I don't know, to me, that's missing the mark. It's like, oh man, you were well, so close. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he, he had so no, close. and he had no like, oh, if they hit me, I'm not worried about dying. Whereas if you're there, you know, it's a little more real. Like if you got hit, you would die. So yeah. he's just setting a distraction for the resistance to leave. That was the whole purpose. Oh, I get it. I'm still yeah. wanted more badass Luke, but I'm not upset with you know, Kind of like uh, along with Mike saying, I'm not upset with the direction they went. I just, I would have liked to have seen that. Uh, again, in this article, I, I, we touched on this earlier, but uh, the idea, he talks a little bit about the idea. Well, th- they specifically asked him about, you know, how was it wor- like, what was it like working with JJ, you know, when he was on Force Awakens and you're on Last Jedi. And and uh, the quote is, uh, uh, we had conversations about some of the things I did and ideas going forward. But the truth is that each one of these films has to come from the person who's making it. So, I mean, to me, that solidifies, you know, straight from the horse's mouth that, you know, JJ's movie is JJ's movie and this is my movie. And there wasn't, 
you know, there wasn't the discussion back and forth that we thought, you know, can we have a, do we lose something by having these different directors doing, doing a trilogy like this idea of different directors is fine with me because I feel like the original trilogy. And and I, I think I've said this before. Each of the, you know, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi had three different directors on them. Mm-hmm. They, but the unifying force was George Lucas producing. Yeah, George Lucas. So, I mean, the man, you know, the man that was in charge of the story and the overarching ideas and themes, you know, it, it was still the buck stopped with him. I mean, maybe not so much in Empire Strikes Back, you know, famously, you know, he butted heads with uh, Irv Kirshner and, and uh, you know, the writers on, on that film. But uh uh, but overall, that's, you know, to me, that's that's the formula. you got to have that person at the top who is in charge of story and continuity and in the in the, you know, configuration as it is right now. That's why I was saying earlier, this falls on Kathleen Kennedy. She was, you know, Lucas handed her the reins. So, you know, if there is disjointed, you know, storytelling on, on these saga films, it this lies squarely with her. That's, but it know. seems like today in today's world. If you don't give director a director full control, you're you're going to have some infighting. Like, yeah, it, I, I, well, yes and no, and we're going to get sometimes. to this here in a second because I mean, well, look at Rogue One. You know, I mean, Rogue One was a situation where you know they brought in you know who they thought was going to be the young gun and, and the hot shot, and by all accounts, there was some you know some significant issues, and they brought in another guy and. And uh, they cleaned it up, and and he's been actually uh, Gareth Edwards has been ver- very politic about the whole thing. He's not going out and trashed you know Lucasfilm or Disney or anybody, and you know maybe that's not to his benefit to do that, of course. Either I mean I guess the guy would want to work again someday, <laughs> but um, but I get what you're saying, and I and I don't disagree with you, but you know I mean I feel like especially. Irv Kirshner on Empire Strikes Back, he wrote the movie, you know, they did the movie they wanted to do. And uh, again, famously, that's, it's funny that Empire is, you know, usually cited as the one that most people, most fans, old fans, you know, enjoy the most, but it's the one that Lucas enjoys the least because he had the least control over it. So, you know, interesting to me that that's the case, but, you know, fast forward to today though, I think you can give these filmmakers a lot of leeway. I mean, I think JJ had a lot of leeway and obviously, you know, Ryan Johnson had a lot of leeway to do what they they wanted, but I, I just I don't think Kathleen Kennedy was in the trenches enough to realize that there was a problem and to step in. And uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy may be the best, you know, behind the scenes businesswoman, you know, keeping this together, moving it forward that there is. But I, she just, in my opinion, doesn't have the creative. Um, acumen i guess that that lucas did so you know, what i hear you what i hear you saying is that uh-huh. you want you want george lucas lucas to come back and produce these films i do I'm not, I'm yeah, not that, i hear you loud and clear buddy that's what i heard you say bring back gl hashtag forever no, nah, I'm not necessarily saying that, but uh, I just, you know, and even if Kathleen, I, I wish that she would at least recognize that about herself. If she's not the creative, you know, person to have in charge that, then get a Kevin Feige, you know, figure to to be the head of continuity and to, you know, and, and it's all too late now. I mean, all this is water under the bridge. Um, you know, we're just too far into the saga movie now, and we're just going to have to see what, you know, JJ does to <laughs> end this thing. I. 
I don't even know what to think about F9, man. I, I mean, is it going to be, and we're going to get actually into some of this in the next episode in our rumor <laughs> cast, but. Um, oh yeah. By the way, know, we're episode 176. We are. For those oh, who, yeah. are, who are keeping, <laughs> keeping count. Keeping track. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Check that off your checklist. Yep. I d- yep. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, be sure to check out uh, these articles. Very interesting articles. So you can go to betterkind.com, check click on the show notes for 176, and uh, check out some of these uh, articles. Very interesting, good reads. And uh, yeah. yeah, so tell me about Tony Gilroy. Who do you know? Do you know who Tony is? There, uh, yeah, Tony, 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 Tony Chestnut, Tony Loke. Tony, I know, I know Tony, Tony the Tiger. All right, so Tony Gilroy is the Tony Gilroy is the cleanup guy that came in on Rogue One. The cleaner. Ah, the He's fixer, the cleaner. The he is the cleaner. <laughs> He's the wolf. Huh? <laughs> he is the man that came up and took uh, took the reins from uh, Gareth Edwards. And and uh, so apparently, I, I guess he was recently interviewed and kind of started speaking very candidly about his experience on the film. And um, we've all heard rumors about how disjointed it was behind the scenes and you know, things weren't coming together and, and uh, whatnot, but uh, Gilroy, he doesn't really go into specifics, but uh, he pretty much makes it known that it was, it was a state of disarray when he got there and um, it took a little bit of doing, but obviously they, they righted the ship and, and uh, as you know, like we said before, you know, Rogue One, it made a billion dollars worldwide and, it's kind That's of pretty money. much highly regarded. I mean, it probably of all the movies that have been released so far, probably Rogue One is probably the most highly regarded of the three. So, um, so yeah, they, I know, but yeah, well, yeah, and there are, there are uh, at least a significant enough group out there that don't particularly care for Rogue One. Uh, but I don't know. I don't hear, I've heard some people, I've talked to some people who don't care for it as well, but I don't know. I think, I think they're, you know, I think over, they're overall, trash. Though, no. I mean, overall, most, most people that I've talked to, most people I've come in contact with when most of what I've read online, I mean, Rogue One is, yes. I mean, it, it has its detractors. I think every movie does, but, right. especially of this size. But I mean, of the three, that one, I think gets the highest marks followed by um, Force Awakens, which Still had its, you know, you know, the criticism about it being too much of a, um, a nostalgia film, and then of course, you know, and then you have the divisiveness of, uh, yep, Last Jedi. So uh, of the three, which has made the mo- uh, which has made the least money? The least money would be Rogue One. Okay, just checking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that doesn't bode well for good storytelling. Uh, yeah, now I don't think it was that far off though, because I, th- I, you're gonna have to check me here. Um. Actually, maybe I should pull it up what we're saying. So Come I on, Mike. Out ass, but, uh, <laughs> I want to say that um, Rogue One's numbers aren't that far off from Last Jedi's numbers on a worldwide basis. So let me double check my, <laughs> my uh, numbers here. And uh, I can Crunch verify. Him. I'm trying Crunch. my damn. Crunch. Crunch. So, Crunch. All right. So Crunch. Last Jedi right now is at one point. Three billion worldwide, and Rogue One is at one billion. So they're, I mean, they're three hundred million off. I mean, that's, I mean, they're not that far off from each other. Now, by comparison, you know, Force Awakens is at two billion. So I mean, wow. we both out of the water. So, um, and there has been talk that actually 
Um, now, Last Jedi did great at the domestic box office, but it did not do as great worldwide. Again, you know, Last Jedi at 1.3 billion, and uh, you know, Force Awakens at two. I think that they had hoped that it would be closer to Force Awakens in terms of box office than uh, Rogue One. So, and of course, that's you know, that's that's where we're at. So, um, so anyway, yeah, not that far off. Even though Rogue One made less money, it's uh, not that far off. Probably had a bigger I guess if you, put in, if you could put inflation in there, if you add inflation in it, <laughs> for, for two years. <laughs> now, what I find interesting on yeah. uh, Box Office Mojo, they have the uh, production budget for Rogue One and The Force Awakens, but I don't see it for Last Jedi. Is it too soon to Last, know that? Yeah. or It was, well, I've because I, I follow Box Office Mojo pretty close, and I've been noticing that a lot of the big budget movies nowadays are not releasing their production budgets anymore. Ooh. That must be a... A decision now i wow. that said i have read that um the production budget for last jedi was 200 million Ooh, so. not bad yeah which is right around rogue one and uh the force awakens was 245 so <laughs> wow so yep mm-hmm. lots a lot of money yeah that's money word well boys that's, that's all i had do we talk about tony did we talk tony! about tony yeah, yeah, he cleaned up Tony. the movie. Oh, he's a cleaner. He up the movie, and he said it was a wreck, man. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I did it. All. You know, he's like Anthony Daniels. Kind of reminds me of Anthony Daniels. Yeah. Well, one of the things <laughs> I, 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 I say. I was reading you that. Know what, though? You know, one last point, though, um, on this, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to me because somebody made the point in this article that, you know, Rogue One, again, you know, not nearly as divisive as, you know, Last Jedi was you know, in terms of fan reaction, but it's funny because Rogue One behind the scenes apparently was almost a total meltdown versus Ryan Johnson's set, which was by all accounts just went smooth as silk. So I guess uh, <laughs> the fact that you run a tight ship and, you know, your filming production, you know, goes well, does you not know, necessarily guarantee. Well, you, you know, honestly, I'd almost rather hear things are going crazy. Cause that means people are thinking. Yeah. I, I, well, it can mean people are thinking. Uh, I agree. If it's a tight ship, that means somebody's got the reins and everybody's doing what they're told, and well, think, uh, that could be a good. Th- that could be a bad thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. There was just yeah, no tension on Ryan Johnson's set from what we heard of, and you know, Kathleen Kennedy couldn't get it. You know, we haven't heard much from her lately, but I mean, she couldn't say any. You know, before the movie was released, she couldn't. I mean, she was just you know kissing Ryan Johnson's butt up and down saying just how great he was and how yeah. excited they were to have him on the, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing I'd yeah. like to point out, it's kind of interesting is Gilroy is not a star Wars fan. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> well, interesting. He's like, yeah. I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't like, I didn't care for star Wars or I, I, I don't know that he said he that. He said he was not one of those guys that grew up with it. Quote. So I've never been interested in star Wars ever. That's a You're quote from fired. him. Well, actually, Actually, he says that's what he credits with his being able to come in and not, you know, be hampered by, you know, the legacy of it and all that. Like he could go in and really just focus on what the movie needed, you know, and he said basically, you know, hey, we stripped this down. Okay, what kind of movie is this? You know, and he said early on, you know, when they brought him in, he just sat down with Kennedy and. And I was like, look, this is this is uh, this is a movie about sacrifice. They're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he said it was it's this is simple. This is a very simple yep. thing. Right. You know, this is what it's going to be about. 
Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was, and you know what? That's in my opinion, the best part of the movie is that that they all died. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I know yeah it was impactful. Feel like it's, that's the thing that they don't like. You know, some people that have had criticisms. Uh, you, you know, know oh, I know people who ball, who, but, who only like happy endings. I know there's people out there yeah, that that's right. what they like. Uh, and that's fine. But uh, I enjoy all the spectrum of you know everything. But well, again, that was what was interesting about this is because they could they didn't have to worry about the saga. And they could go off and make a movie that, you know, portrayed a different side of Star Wars. And, yeah. and I don't know. That's I one. If, I think it. I honestly think it fit really well. And it made the struggle that yeah. much more real of yeah. what. what well, and it, impactful. You know, yeah. I mean, the yeah. fact because. Well, and I think that was the big thing because they talk about how much, uh, you know, we, we always go back to that trailer, that Rogue One trailer and how much of that did not make it into the film. <laughs> yeah. Like one percent made it into the film. <laughs> Yeah, there's well, uh, rumors were what, about forty percent. Forty percent, you know. Yeah, yeah, was was reshot. So. Yeah, yeah. Gilroy was quoted as saying they were in so much terrible, terrible trouble, or yeah, yeah, terrible, terrible trouble that all you could do was improve their position. That's yeah, what right? that's what he said. <laughs> so wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, just, I, have really, feeling, I have a feeling that uh, that Gareth Edwards' original vision was to to at least have. Um, uh, his main characters, you know, to have Jen and and uh, um, Cash and make it off planet because we, you know, that if you go to that trailer, you see them running on the beach and all that stuff. Yeah. So I have a feeling that's that's where they were going. But uh, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm, gl- sure I'm glad he stepped in and, and did that and went with the theme of sacrifice because I just like I said, I just made it that more impactful. Yeah, and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. it was it was moving. That ending was moving. So yeah. do you think that maybe some of these uh, directors? suffer from too much reverence for star Wars. And and that's maybe adversely affecting their decision-making. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, Johnson says it didn't Johnson was like, yeah, I'm a fanboy, but I've got to take it new directions. And I, you know, I've got to make it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I feel like JJ, well, JJ is not big on story. JJ is big on look and feel. And that's what he did. That's what his movie was, you know? So, I don't know. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and I think that there is a trap that. But JJ was really scared to do this. He didn't want to do it at first. He was. He did <laughs> yeah, not. He did. And that's why he wouldn't commit to three movies. Which, now in hindsight, makes me even more upset because I really feel like, you know, that he should have. You know what? I feel like even if he didn't want to direct the last two, that he should have been kept in as the producer. Yeah. On on all three, you but, know, so that yeah. someone was there to kind of have a yeah have a guide have you know. Create a but I honestly, know. I see two different sides of, you know, we got um, JJ and we got Ryan Johnson. I think with JJ, he was too scared to do anything. He was too reverent of the films that he he was, and he's not a story guy anyways, right? So he just. Well, again, he was hired for look and feel. That's, that's, those are the words that we use the whole time we talked about right. JJ. And so he was too scared to take any risks and that's not his, that's not his style anyways. So sure. it was, it fell pretty you know, you know what, flat no, in a lot in of hindsight, ways. It, I know, and a lot of people say that, but in hindsight, that first film didn't need to be crazy. Even though you did, I have agree. That's a Han Solo. You know, I I, I like it. I like that film. But yeah, with with Ryan Johnson, it's almost like he's the the teenage kid who who loved this thing, but now he's got to to break out on his own and make something completely different and rebel. <laughs> it's almost like a, two different <laughs> spectrums. 
That's kind of how I feel. You know what? The thing of it is, is I still keep going back to this, man. I don't think his decisions were necessarily wrong. It was just in the execution. And, you know, it's funny you bring this up, too, because I keep hearing. And, and I like to be funny. I know you're more of a fan of this film than than the rest of us, Howie. And maybe you can help me with this. I don't know. But people keep saying that, oh, the, the last Jedi was it was layered, man. It was so layered and complex. And, and I, I'm <laughs> like, I don't see anything layered or complex about this at all. I that maybe and maybe that's why I'm so disappointed because I felt like, you know, Looper was, you know, the biggest sci fi type thing that he had done prior to this. Mm-hmm. And I loved Looper and I loved yeah, the story. Loved, and great. it was yeah. very complex and it really made you think. And you had to, you know, you really had to put some thought into that movie to stay up with it. You know, I was so looking forward to, oh man, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a Star Wars movie that I, you know, I'm going to have to sit down and wrestle with, you know. And uh, unfortunately, on the, on the back side, I'm wrestling with. I'm wrestling with it, but for different reasons, it's well, not because for some deep, you know, complex layered thing that was happening here. Well, I, I think, I think any attempt for any deep layered complex, you know, storytelling was thrown out the window when they tried to do way too much and make the movie way too long. Yeah, so any, any, anything that they could have went deeper with, it made it, it made it that much more layered they couldn't linger too long on anything because it was like, okay, we got to go do this. We got to go do this. We got to, we got to go to Cantabite for some reason. And yeah, you know, right. all and these you different know things that you know, now that you're bringing that up, I really feel like if, I mean, the whole Cantabite sequence had that been just, you know, ejected, it would have been a better film. They should have <laughs> yeah, gotten rid of Cantabite and had the dancing, uh, whatchamacallits yeah. in there. Just Seriously. I, on board I would have expected yeah. is to have, you know, you're two, two stories going on. You have, you know, the Luke and, and Ray thing going on. And then you have whatever, you know, Leia's doing, you know, with the, ch- you know, I guess the chase scene, whatever, you know, I mean, I, I felt like if you would have concentrated on those two things, instead of trying to get this third story, you know, in there, then mm-hmm. yes, you make it a more compact film and maybe more impactful because then you can focus on more of the force type things and, and, you know, really dig into that. That's where I was hoping this was going to go. The complexity yeah. and layered I thought was going to come in the exploration of the force, you know, and it turned out to be just this really simple, goofy thing that unfortunately or fortunately, I guess, if, depending on how you look at it, you know, that the Star Wars Rebels outdid, you know, in their final couple episodes, you know, I mean, their explorations, Dave Floney's explorations of the force were much more interesting to me, you know, yeah. and. You know, and, and and bringing in past characters and future characters and, you know, and and, you know, Man, at, yeah, you know, past and future and everything else. And, you know, closest we come in for, you know, Last Jedi is Ray standing there looking in a mirror and there's 100 rays and they're snapping. Um, OK, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and, the, and the thing is, they had some points of, in my opinion, some really great potentials. Potentials, yeah, oh yeah. But like with the the whole interactions between Ray and Kylo, and then how Snoke was involved, uh, that could have been, you know, grown upon. And of course, obviously, you know, Snoke being a character that they threw away uh, for all intents and purposes, you know, all that <laughs> stuff could have been layered and and added more depth to the story. Agreed. But yeah. but they had too much going on. I That's think- what I'm saying. He was he was almost there. I mean, the idea, you know, when we get to the end and we're in the throne room and, and Snoke is sitting there and he's like, yeah, I'm the one that was giving you, you know, putting the connection between you two. 
I mean, I was like, oh, wow. I mean, to me, that was a big reveal. And I was like, but oh my that's God, all they did. They said, I'm the one who did it. Deep. Okay, we're done. Yeah, I was, yeah and then they, then they cut them in half and that's it. Like, yeah, no, oh, it, that okay. explore that, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or, right, exactly. <laughs> but, um, the, yeah, and, and that's where well, I feel like, you know, you talk about the execution. We had and to kick Phasma's ass, so we had to take time for that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, and they could have not even had Phasma come back. Even though I would, I wanted more for that character, and I was disappointed. Oh, I uh, and I'm like, okay, she's going to come back, and it's going to be awesome, right? No, no, it's just <laughs> we're going to get to see her eyeball, I, I guess. But um, that was such a waste of a character. Sorry, yeah, I know. <laughs> and but you know, I it just I think that's where the um, the poor execution came. They had so much that they wanted to do. I mean, they even shot a dancing. Uh, they had so much that they wanted to do that they couldn't execute it properly. I agree, man. I, I, well, if anybody who's listened to this podcast for any length of time knows I hate long movies. I, I don't. I, I think there's rarely an instance it's the ADD. that you need. I, I just don't feel like once you start hitting that two hour mark, okay, start wrapping it up. I remember. I just don't think you need much more than that. I remember an hour oh, forty five was like you, you. You were an hour and a half to hour forty five. And that was it. Any movie that touched closer to that two hour mark, you're like, oh, holy crap, that's I a know, long movie. Right? Yeah, that used to be a long movie. Yeah, when it was two hours. But yeah, now they're, uh, geez, even what's the new one? The the new, um, new one that's in theaters right now. That um, Ready Ready Player One. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that everybody's tweaking on. I was like, I don't, this like this sounds pretty cool, man. And then then I saw the runtime. It's two hours and thirty eight minutes. I'm like, what? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm wow. like, I, it's like. You got to carve out like half your day. Well, I think That's they forget. Movie. They forget that they're they're shooting a movie and not That's like creating a novel. I, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, between drive time and yeah. getting there early enough to get a seat. Yeah, man. You're popcorn. Yeah, it's. Oh man, it, it is ridiculous, and it's driving up the cost of these movies to make them this long. Which, there's no reason to I, it's ridiculous yeah I, they're they're they they're telling they're they're making a movie you know make a movie don't make a, a novel or you know you're not making a three-part movie in one movie you i mean know. get from a to b man yeah, I mean, look, yeah look, at, look at the original saga movies man i mean those were very simple you know storylines there wasn't you know that's you, what i think know, people forget Empire strikes back you had you had han and leia and you had you know you had luke you know, and well, of course, the, the Empire Chase and, you know, Han and Leia. But I mean, there were two very, you know, interesting enough storylines that we didn't need a third direction, you know, to go. Yeah. And, you I know, that's where- simple is more, you know, yeah, it's just like makeup, man. I mean, look at even, <laughs> even um, look how linear A New Less Hope was, more. man. I mean, Less a, new is hope more. Was, a New Hope was just Luke's story and the Empire. I mean, we just kept going back between those two and it was a very... You know, it was a straight line from A to B. You know, we weren't going in a hundred different directions. Yeah, we kind of live in this age, though. I mean, music had taken a turn to where, like, oh, we want more. We want these deep songs and, and you know, we have to have all this complexity. And now, you know, seeing that spill into everything is like it's got to be deep and complex and all this other stuff. And, well, you know, sometimes I, simple. Just do simple. I was going to say, I long for the day when that's out of vogue because... <laughs> Yeah, get get. I mean, tell a compelling story and just get from A to B. You just you don't. Yeah. I, I you know some of the best movies ever made. I feel like came out of the eighties, man. I actually 
go on box office mojo sometime and look at 1984 and look at the movies that came out that year. Oh, yeah. Wow. Be like, oh my gosh. I mean, some of the movies that came out that year are just, you know, amazing. List them, Mike, and, list them. Yeah, I'm trying to get there. So, <laughs> I know. Like, with like uh, 1999 is pretty was close a big to one, too. Yeah. Somewhere. So, okay. So, 1984, Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, yeah. Indiana oh, Jones, Jeez. Gremlin, The Karate Kid, Police Academy. Footloose, Romancing the Stone, Star Trek. Wow. I mean, these are just huge Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> but, that, mean, that's a, that was a year. came out that year. Red Dawn came out that year. Holy Friday the cow. 13th. <laughs> I mean, just huge movies. Huge. Wow. What did people, like, people hit 1984 <laughs> and then like after that were like, well, we're screwed. We're screwed. <laughs> we're never going to have a year like this ever again. But I mean, there's just huge movies you know that that came out in the 80s and and uh, you know that kind of defined a generation and i just you know i don't know i i just have to question sometimes you know you know you know we're fighting about oh you know who you know which ones do we like and last jedi and all the divisive and blah 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 and i'm more interested in the question that once we get 10 years from now you know our our kids or our kids kids are they going to be going back and and those movies are what define their childhoods i I don't know. I mean, Our, well, you know, well, I mean, I'm. We can ask that question actually right now of the prequel movies. You know, do the kids that grew up in the 2000s, do they look at those movies? Would they, you know, when they say define your childhood, you know, we grew up, you know, in the 70s and 80s. We, I mean, Star Wars is part of that conversation every time. I don't know that Star Wars is part of well, the conversation for kids that yeah. came up in the 2000s. Well, to be honest, I don't think, uh, you know, 10 years from now or, or 10, 20 years from now, Kid, the kids now are going to be saying a movie defined their childhood. I don't think movies are going to be defining anybody's childhood anymore. The yeah, way things right. are going, you know, it's yeah, going to be yeah. YouTube videos. Oh, that's <laughs> a good point. That's true. That's that's where yeah. my kids are all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. Which is sad, but it's also you know Hollywood's kind of doing it to themselves. So yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, so, this time I think that is all I had for news. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't see the Porkins guy. Uh, I'm I'm going to hit the button and see if he okay. shows up. I I still don't see him. I I don't even hear the Imperial March. I thought that might that might start. <laughs> Um, huh. Well, so dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun <laughs> Hello, Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, he, oh, wow, he showed up. Hello, yes, it's me, Grand Moff Tarkin. Did you oh. know that young Anakin's home on Tatooine would have never existed without the help of Count Dooku? <gasps> you see, long before young Darth Vader was born, Christopher Lee fought with the Royal Air Force in World War II as an intelligence <laughs> officer. He even played a part in taking back the city of. Medinine, which decades later would be where the Tatooine scenes in The Phantom Menace would be filmed. He also climbed Mount Vesuvius and the mountain erupted three days later. Dude was badass. Wow. <laughs> you may fire when ready. That. Yeah, he's badass. You're right. I did not know that. <laughs> I always love it when Tarkin shows up. Lived a pretty awesome life. Yeah. Happy life. Oh, Long yeah. live the count. Killing Nazis. Yep. 
Yeah. And hobbits. Hobbits. They're trying to. Yeah. And tried. The, and and the ants. And the ants. Yeah. 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 Speaking and of ants. Goblins. Nipples. Speaking of, speaking of uh, hobbits. You guys. Sorry. Before we get started. <laughs> I'm excited. Heard, I'm really excited about where about we're going about right now. TV show. Oh, TV show. Me. What? TV dude, show. They're doing Lord of the Rings. Yeah, dude. Yes. Dude, Prime, bro. Yep. And uh, it's already been signed up for five. It's going to have five seasons. What? Already? <laughs> we announced five seasons. Well, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Is it like three episodes a season? No idea, man. And it's I'm gonna be just, like Sherlock. I'm still questioning why we need this. <laughs> Most people don't understand why we needed three Hobbit movies. Yeah, that was the shortest book, <laughs> let alone a TV far. series of The Lord of the Rings. I'm like, okay, didn't we just have three epic movies made <laughs> in the 2000s? Do we? Are, are we far enough removed that we need to ha- tell that story again are in the form of a five season? Well, I think yes. Uh, the answer for, for me is yes, but uh, hmm. Lord of the Rings the, is one of my favorites. So they're doing the Silmarillion. They will need five seasons. <laughs> Just somebody reading it, they'll need five seasons. Iluvatar <laughs> yeah, right. was the beginning. Oh man, I don't know if that helps. Could be. Yeah. Well, uh, Garrick. What? Do you have any? Do you have any toys? I do. Okay. Yeah. There we go then. Toy time. Toy time, guys. Toy time. Toy time. Toy time. Right. Toy time. Wake up. Toy time. I'm here. I, I'm here. Hello, pop, guys. pop. Pop. Speaking of toys, before you get started, speaking of toys, I, I, I stepped. I stopped into Fye because oh, yeah. things, and I got myself. A pop, the the chewy pop. He's holding the pork, right? Which pork pop, which I already have, but this one has the flock stuff on it. Yep, yep, I got that. I'm jealous. You should be. I'm totes jelly. Yep, go ahead. Continue. uh, Anyway, guys. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is my time to shine. Ruining it. Yeah, we're miking you. You guys get any cool uh, Toys R Us <laughs> stuff this week? Nope. No. Because they suck when it comes to uh, clearance. Man. It's the worst. I, I've actually started getting notices now in my email saying, we're going out of business. We're going to be selling everything, including the office furniture. Yeah, 10%, 10% off, percent which off. still makes it 5% <laughs> more than what it should be. <laughs> True that. Apparently, that's all they can lower it. Like uh, Somebody at, at the Toys R Us store. I guess told my wife that's as low as they can go. Well, because their debt is all wrapped up in their merchandise. (laughs) (laughs) But the sad thing is I walked in there the other day and I'm like, wow, there's actually a decent amount gone. I mean, there's still a ton of stuff there, but I'm like, people are actually happy about 10% off. There's a ton of those. um, What is it? Akbar and first order trooper at mine. There's like, (laughs) there has to be at least, 30 of those packs. Well, I my- was lucky. I got 10% <laughs> off, but uh-huh. my fiance had, uh, she had an old coupon or something from like an old group on and we got like 20 bucks off. So I got it for like eight. Oh, nice. That's, I mean, that's so a good I looking do have it. I do have my Akbar, so I'm happy about that. The other the guy, freezer? I really don't know who it is, but. Okay. First order officer. <laughs> right. First yeah, order officer with number three. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, now t- you guys, uh, you remember when I was talking about this HasLab? 
Yeah, man. The Jabba sailboard. Oh yeah, did they did they reach their goal? Well, let me let me get to that. So the time to contribute to put in your five hundred bucks has ended. Oh no! Oh, I know I didn't get in. No, it's too late now. You can't get in. It's over. So here's the final tally. I have to wait. I have to wait and pay forty bucks in the store. (laughs) It's the final (laughs) countdown. So out of they were looking for five thousand backers to throw in five hundred dollars. Out of five thousand backers. They got eight thousand eight hundred and ten. How did that happen? I don't. I <laughs> think so. jumped in on mm, the last day. Yeah, I mean, this is how Kickstarter works, really. Like everyone really? waits till the, the you know, the, day, yeah. Because usually with Kickstarter, they throw in some sweet. Deals yeah, because what a couple weeks there. ago it was. Uh, they were still only about halfway yes. there. <laughs> yeah, they were just over three thousand. I think they were about thirty three hundred last time, like two weeks ago. Now they they got the whole goal and then some. Since last time we reported this, wow, so, I'm yeah. I'm actually a little disappointed that they reached their goal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of I was kind of rooting for them. Well, yeah, I guess if so, they reach their goal and they make this, and I can buy it for forty bucks, yeah. then then I'm happy. Well, I think I'm getting conflicting. <laughs> but I don't reports. think that's going like, to be the case. It might not go out to everybody. Maybe it is just for the backers. I don't know. The, only for, for the that. first five thousand backers. Yeah. <laughs> Those Sorry, other... <laughs> other guy, you're too late. We're gonna keep your money anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently, uh, I guess they made their goal. It's gonna get shipped out. So, people who contributed, have fun with your barge. Send me pictures. Oh, estimated booklet ship date is April twenty fifth. Yeah, so you get your booklet. It's That's like fantastic. A, the original Star Wars figures, where they sent you the the card back with the fi- pictures of the figures. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we'll send you them later. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we'll totally send you them later. Just wait. You know? Yeah, we take your money and. Uh, Yep, you'll get it eventually. Yep, so fully backed. So we'll see if uh, this is going to start a trend with Hasbro on their HasLab thing. You think maybe I wouldn't? I wouldn't mind contributing to like a Black Series figure for like twenty bucks, twenty five dollars. If they're gonna make something cool, but five hundred is a little. That's a little yeah, steep for me, especially when steep. you're like, I don't know. It looks like it's just gonna be like cheap plastic, you know. I might even. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out my ass here. Maybe I'm just feeling good because of the diet coke. I don't. <laughs> I might even pitch in a hundred bucks if I got like a cool, you know, black series figure or something on it. I don't. Yeah, yeah to be not? part of the development phase. If they threw in some little extras or whatever. Yeah. If I got like, a yak uh, face of my own. Yeah, like Kickstarter. Right. You know, they usually have these stretch goals or uh, different levels of contributions. They did something like that. I would totally get in. Like, oh, if I could spend like 30 bucks and I get a figure and maybe, I don't know, a booklet, that's cool. What if they or made if I spend $100? I get a figure, a booklet, and a pin. What if they made a Jawa transport full of droids? Oh, man, that would be awesome. Six, <laughs> like six a sand inch, crawler? Six inch scale. Six inch scale, <laughs> scale sand crawler. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'd be oh, all that over would that. Be amazing. That would, $7,000. Uh, yeah, that would fit in my garage. Yeah. It would take up a bay in the garage. <laughs> you can drive that to work. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, moving on here. So we had, you remember back when the, the episode seven came out? What? And we had episode the, seven, huh? Hmm. Our seventh episode? The Force Friday. You remember the Force oh, Friday? Oh, not our seventh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not our yeah. seventh. I no, see. no, no. Episode seven of, of the Star Wars. Because when people Star say episode Wars, seven, they're usually talking about fly casual. They had the, I, I talk about, but. 
Yeah, me too. We might have talked about it back on episode seven. Actually, I'm probably pretty sure we did. That was all the rage back then. It was. People tweaking on it. Yeah, they were tweaking their nips. And then we had Force (laughs) Friday, and then episode eight came along. Yeah. Another Force Friday. And then Rogue One kind of had a little tiny Force Friday. Yeah, little baby Force Friday. Okay, so we got this solo movie movie coming up. Move. Move. Solo Star Wars stories coming up. You guys heard of this? No. Coming out. The standalone. um, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Featuring uh, Han Solo, I guess. Wait, they actually got Han Solo to be in a movie? Yeah, dude. Wow. So so here we are sitting here. Tickets aren't on sale yet. So what the hell's up with that? But where where's our Force Friday for Solo, man? Right. I don't know. You know, people are getting these figures because uh, I guess street dates are being broken all around the country, <laughs> but they're not in wide release yet. But Go figure. What, guys, what? Yakfaceforms.com, a website out there that deals with toys, is reporting that there have been several reports that the Solo toys are in stock at major retailers right now. Yeah, toys are us. With the... Street date marked on the box of April 13th. Oh, do not put it on the shelf. I see it. Yeah, do not put you know on the what? shelf. I was at, uh, I went to, did you see him at Indiana Comic Con this past weekend? I, did, I actually did. I saw, uh, I saw all of them. The whole line was already out at Indiana Comic Con yeah. for uh, egregious inflated prices. <laughs> yeah, they were very <laughs> egregious. I had no. I think they were selling uh, no Tarkin for like $35 yeah, on really average. Cool. I was like, nah. I, yeah, I was going to say, I saw 40 bucks for the Han Solo figure yeah. and another 40 for the, one of the stormtroopers. Yeah. The nah, the I'll wait till they're in the store. <laughs> exactly. So I'll wait for this Amazon. week when this uh, episode airs this Friday, go out, check your stores, see if they actually are going to put these out. Cause that is a street date. And I think uh, the unofficial official term for this is Wookiee weekend. So, Wookie weekend, huh? Everybody have a. Did you make nice that up? Weekend. I did not actually. 13. I wow. wish I did. <laughs> that would. Be... Yes, I made it up. I mean, <laughs> this coming Friday. Nice. Yep, it's coming Friday. Check it out. Nice. Go get your Tarkins. And Tarkins. <laughs> Tarkins. What a, yeah. do you, can you? I'm just. Can you rattle off what you know is in this run? Tarkin. I mean the Han Solo figure. Uh, there's. Uh, is there a Lando? There is a Lando figure, right? Is he in part of that run? Oh, I asked a question. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> if he hasn't said it, then he hasn't prepared that part yet. So you can't ask. You can't ask Garrick questions. Garrick. Garrick. Hello. I don't think Garrick's with us anymore, my friend. I. I think you might be right. This is going to be fun. Who's going to do the rest of the toy report? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, so maybe, just maybe, <laughs> we need to take a 30-second 30 30-second 30 hiatus. <laughs> oh, nope. what hey. happened? Oh, oh, there you go. There he is. What are you guys doing to me? Come on, man. <laughs> We're uh, talking to you, and you ain't responding. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. I don't know what happened. Did Freaking you fall asleep? Scared. You fall asleep. Yeah, you fell asleep, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the line, I think what last thing I heard is Mike's asked me what's what's in this line, so we got... You know, the Black Series figures, Han. No way. I think he faked narcolepsy so he could look it up. Shut up, Howie. Oh, dang it. I'm looking at this article here, man. And are they doing the um, the, these six-inch figures, some of the newer figures it, with the box, with the with the card, card back. back? Looks like it. Yeah, Those so, six-inch well, figures? No, I, I haven't seen any of the six-inch figures in the card back yet. <sighs> 
I don't know. Those look six inch to me. Uh, maybe. No. This guy's got one laying on. If you go look down in the thing in the yeah, comments, a, this guy's Snoke. got one laying on his calendar. It's, a, oh. and it's taking up most of his calendar. Is this? I think Snoke? those are six inches, dude. Uh, that's no, that's from the three and three quarters line. Uh, Is it? Yeah, that's, so that's the new line that just released recently. That has like uh, that's the one that's going to contain Afro. Those it. are pretty sweet looking. Uh, that's a sweet looking run, dude. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. They uh, they got like the Snow Trooper, First Order Trooper. I think they have Snoke and uh, some other. I think Kylo maybe and Ray Jedi. I haven't been uh, super. I mean, some of the Black Series Hoss Trooper are cool, but uh, these look really neat. I like. Yeah, that, what, they're very. Detailed. Do you have a link to this? <laughs> It's no, just the, so, it's the solo about. link. If you go, if you scroll down, <laughs> I actually <laughs> talked about, comments, actually talked about these pictures like quite a few episodes ago. I think, uh, when we were talking about, uh, I know, but I forget things. Comments. I forget things. Sorry. All right. Anyway, moving on. So we got a new Lego thing coming out. You guys like yeah. Legos? I like Legos. I like them, but they cost too damn much money. Yeah. Good news, Mike. I got yeah. something for you. It's what? only going to set you back 200 bucks. <laughs> I think that's exactly <laughs> what Mike was talking about. <laughs> Ooh, that's, pretty, that's a cool one right there. I like that. Yeah. So Lego has this line called the ultimate collector series. So that's really cheap. Are, yeah. Which are like a high end Lego model um, that come with a display stand and a little info card that you can put on there. They're oh really my goodness. cool. This looks like yeah. you're actually putting and gluing a model together, but you're yeah. just using Legos. <laughs> Yeah, it's these, very these are uh, pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm like, well, that might I'm actually be worth two hundred bucks. In uh, Lego stuff, but these are these are nice. Yeah, these are definitely display pieces that you can put out on your coffee table and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, they just released a new <laughs> one. They're coming out with a Y wing. Yeah, now, this is mm, a pretty huge cool model. Actually, has almost two thousand pieces. Um, the six inch scale. Out. And funny enough, it comes out May fourth. Get it? Dun, dun, dun. May fourth. May fourth. Get it. May the fourth be with you. Yep. Yeah. So this is uh the gold leader X wing or sorry Y wing comes with R two BHD. Right, remember him? Yep. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's uh, I think it's uh pretty big. Two. What is that? Is that an inch? Two inches high? Twenty four inches long and eleven inches wide. And over yeah, nine two feet. inches high on the mounted stand. Yeah, two feet long. Yeah, so it's a pretty cool figure. I like Legos. I don't really own any in this line. But I, had, I didn't even know they had, had this ultimate ultimate collectors. Do yeah, they sell they these in a, stores or do you have to like special order them? Uh, they sell them in the Lego store, I know. I don't know oh. about your general like uh, department store, That's but probably, they've, had, they've had quite a few in this line. They have a TIE Fighter. Slave One's really, really, really cool. Uh, Millennium Falcon that's freaking expensive. Those are all really expensive. I want a slave one. Yeah, the slave one's really cool. Yeah, so check that out. Um, if you like Legos, you like collecting them, and you like cool display pieces, I think this is well worth the 200 bucks. Because that's kind of, I mean, overall, that's pretty cheap. I don't know Legos. if it's well <laughs> like worth 200 bucks, but they look they look cool. Yeah, they do look I'd cool. be much more apt to spend 200 bucks on that than I would the other normal stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's, it's very cool looking. Yeah, Slave One is $200 as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get Slave One, too. 
if it's still available. Slave I think one, two, let's be slave 12. Slave 12. Slave 12. Do it. Yeah. So, uh, a while back, I uh, was mentioning that they're going to release a three pack of the Black Series droids. Yes. We weren't exactly sure what was in the pack because there's just image of the droids themselves. But now we actually have an image oh, of this these is droids a sweet in looking the pack. pack. And of course, you have, you know, the one we did know, R two D two, which yep. uh, in this pack he's he's pretty roughed up. Yeah, yep. he's, he's a little dirty. Maybe a Dagobah uh, version of R two D two. Who knows? But we actually have R five D eight. Hmm. Uh, like R five D eight. Yes. Mike R five D eight. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was you know whose uh, astromech that was. Uh, no. Well, that was uh, our five D eight was one Jack Tunno Porkins oh. astromech droid there, Mike, and, the, and so he is no more. <laughs> yeah, so he is no more. R.I.P. Yeah. So R2 that, that's pretty X2, cool. Huh? We got uh, so that goes along with your Porkins uh, Black Series figure that we do not have yet, but next voting. Hopefully so it's just going to go for ninety bucks. Yeah, probably <laughs> probably sixty because they they released a three pack yeah. before. And I think it was around sixty. Right. Well, and then, yeah, and the last they get one we got up and they start on ebay for 90 bucks so yeah i mean they have other they have other packs like this with yeah clone troopers and with uh other astromax and they're expensive as hell oh yeah but this one looks really cool and then they have uh the last one there's a r2 x2 uh everybody knows belong to theron net uh red squadron okay theron net all right i have to trust you on that one I had to look that up. I had no idea who that was, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently he was in he was in the Red Squadron, and this is the Red Squadron pack. So right. yeah, these are pretty cool. I like them. Uh, I want that Jack Porkins one because that's pretty freaking cool. Pretty freaking cool. Pretty I agree. Cool, fine looking Astromex. Right there. Yep, <laughs> I get it. Ah. I get it. So last up ah. here, everybody's favorite time of the show. Yes, everybody's. Uh, I'll be seeing you guys. Still different. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a diet pop corner, not the not the oh, full. Oh yeah. Just so Mike likes it. Like little diet. Little light. Right, Mike. Yep. Mike. Like it, Mike. Like diet pop. Like diet pops, Mike. I think he. I think he uh, had a little narcolepsy at moment as well. Mike. Mike, you like diet pops? Oh, he's sleeping. Okay. So we got a, a little tease here on the uh, yakfaceforums.com website of the. New Funko minis for the Han Solo characters coming out. These are pretty cool. If you've seen these, uh, they've released these uh, in different lines. They've had them for the, the Force Awakens. They've had them for The Last Jedi. They've had them for the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Now they have them for the Han Solo trilogy or Han Solo movie. Uh, so these are 12 minifigures featuring Han Solo, Chewie, Lando, Lando's droid L337 or whatever. And a bunch of new characters that I don't know, really know their names of. I don't know. Akira. Yeah. Got a little Mandalorian looking thing at the bottom corner there. That's cool. Yeah. yeah so I'm, yeah, di- check I'm them digging out. them. Dryden Voss. Yeah. Yeah. I'm digging them. Played by Paul Pitney, apparently. So these are cool. The best part about these is they're all pretty much, the bases are all pretty much standardized and they interlock with each other. Yes. So you can interlock all these mini pops with each other you know what and, i have to i have to say this these i find more attractive than the regular pops 
like a smaller version of a pop. That that and the interlocking that, that looks cool. I like the yeah. stylized. Yeah, yeah. Howie and, okay. I went, Howie and I went have these on a, a full uh, what is it, a full carton of these. Yeah. Open them all together, and we were giggling with each other. Oh, that was a blast! On the floor, opening them up. <laughs> yeah, I think we had to do a trade, one trade, because you got. Yeah, we each got yeah. two of one of a single thing, and something yeah. I forget now. But so yes, that might be a first for me. But even I think these are decent. Yeah, they so got a couple lines out already of uh, uh, of these. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, the I've got a few of the you know we got the original trilogy and the. Uh, what Howie and I did, and they had the Last Jedi um, one. I bought a few of those. They're really cool. They're all bobbleheads, so you can hook them all together and shake them. Yep. And laugh because it's hilarious to watch all their heads bobble. Yep. <laughs> freaking hilarious! I love it. I want me some. Get some pops. Some pops. Pop minis. Well, well, boys. Well, boys. <laughs> I think that is about all we have for this week if you would like to uh join us on the twitter you can find us at uh i forget fly clash fly casual 1138 thank you mike uh, or you and can find us on facebook, facebook at uh fly casual podcast and you can also find us on uh i don't know you can find us at let's see at stitcher yeah, stitcher uh, itunes, iTunes. Please, please rate us, and uh, so we can we can reach more listeners like you. More and more, many more much and and much mm-hmm. yes. So, uh, any parting words there, um, Mister Michael? Uh, you know what? I've been thinking about this, and I am glad that uh, Solo is coming out <laughs> here next <laughs> month because I am ready to move on from discussions about the last <laughs> and Ryan Johnson. Yes. Yeah, yes. I hear that. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's probably best that we have one five months after that movie was released because I don't know if I could go another seven months. It's it's working out nicely. <laughs> it is. It's, it's like they planned they knew what it. They were doing. Yeah, and and you, Garrick. Any any parting thoughts? Yeah. Remember, kids. When in doubt, write it off. <laughs> write it off, and with that, yeah. we are going to write off some jelly. We write off jelly. jelly.